The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. You ready to talk to me? Give me a call and let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on uh, my socials, thanks a lot for tuning in. My social address is at Anderson Speaks there in, uh, on Facebook as well as on YouTube, so feel free to tune in there. Anything you want to talk to me about with regard to today's topic, feel free to give me a call. Here's the topic. Are you ready? Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference? Why the distinction, in your opinion? Is it the same thing? I'd love to hear from you. Or is it different? Black lives matter. Isn't it true that all lives matter? So let's talk about that. And you know my show, right? I have a conversation. I throw it out there. And I invite you all to the table, regardless of where you come from and what your background is, what your perspective is. And we like to have a conversation. Why? Because I believe that's how we're challenged. That's how we're pushed. That's how we're stretched. That's how we learn. Come on, who wants an echo chamber where everybody just says the same thing that you already agree with? It's almost like a waste of time. Uh, You already believe it, now you have a choir behind you saying amen. Well, that's the same thing. How about we stretch you? How about we push you? How about you push me a little bit? It makes me better. I learn more, and I respect you no matter what. And that's the key, right? Let's make sure we respect one another as we grow in all these different topics. Okay, so there you have my introduction. I'm going to give you the phone number. I'm going to open in prayer, and then I'm taking your phone calls. I want to hear from my listeners. Whether you're black or white, Asian, Hispanic, mixed, uh, it doesn't matter. Whether you're younger or older, you are welcome to call me. Here's the number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, it's Tough Topic Tuesday. Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter? What's the distinction? What's the difference? Or is it the same? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who's created all of us fearfully and wonderfully. And we just pray, God, that you give us understanding as we seek uh, to step into this tough topic. Uh, Give us your wisdom along the way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. A couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com. Or go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com. Let me know that you want to be a gracist as well. All right, let me give you my number, and then let's kick it off in Fort Washington, Maryland. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. 7434, or just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. Black lives matter. All lives matter. Is there a difference? What's the distinction? Or is it the same in your mind, in your opinion? 
All right, let's kick it off. We're going to Tracy. Tracy is in Fort Washington, Maryland. Hi, Tracy. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you today? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing fine, and how about you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. I'm so glad you called me. What are you thinking from Fort Washington today? Well, you know, I think, you know, all this going on, Black Lives Matter, all you hear and see and different cities, I mean, it seemed like Black Lives, you know, they're killing each other, but they got a problem when it's in the, you know, in the police hands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and a lot of them resist arrest. And, I mean, I'm not saying that shouldn't happen, but we don't, they're doing all this protest, and there's still a lot of killing going on. Mm -hmm. And just not too long ago, Atlanta, Georgia, I mean, he resists arrest, and he almost got handcuffed. He got a wife and kids, and he broke out. And, you know, I mean, I just don't understand it, but it's in D.C., Washington, D.C., it was some shooting over there. Mm-hmm. It was like wild, wild west. Wild, and I'm just, I, I just, it just, it just really upsets me mm-hmm. that, you know, this, this, this police can kill us, kill the blacks. But when the black people kill, you know, each other, it's, it's okay. It's no big thing. And, I mean, it's just not, you know, getting better for that part. Right. I mean, I'm just real, I'm just. Just kind of, you know, discouraged with that. And I just don't understand it. Why are they, you know, doing this when black people still killing each other, shooting each other down in the street? Right. You know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. So I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it like that. And if you could give me some answers, what's the difference? Okay. Well, let's... Like, they're not scared of death out here. Right, right. You know, well, it's just... I can give you. I can give you a little two cents on the difference. Um, first, before I do that, can I ask you, so what do you think about the Atlanta case? I mean, that is a little bit more complicated. What, what do you think about that one? I he, think it was crazy, and he was resisting arrest. All he had to do was just, you know, the po- you know let the police, you know, take him in, book him, and go in. But the police had the handcuffs on him, and he was just about handcuffed. And then when he was going to handcuff them a second time, he's going to bust loose and break away. I mean, it was crazy. That's where, Why did he do that? But you, you know what? You know, it's just, but let me say this, Tracy. As a black man, it's kind of scary because you're not quite sure. So do you submit uh, and, and let this guy, like my parents, you know, we, we were always taught that never run from the police, right? Don't fight them back. Right, right. Okay. Right, but right. then in this environment where you have a knee on George uh, Floyd's neck or you have Ahmaud Aubrey being shot down as he's running or you have a man eating ice cream in Dallas, he gets shot. Or you have a woman, Breonna Taylor, she's in her house, she gets shot. These unarmed people are getting shot. So then what are you supposed to do uh, if you get pulled over by some white police officers? If you're a black male like myself, you're taking matters into your own hands, it seems like. You submit, you might die. You run, you might die. Either way, you just might die. What do you think? I'll give you the last word on that. I mean, okay, I understand that, but a lot of it comes from resisting arrest, right. not cooperating, and and they are on, you know, on substance, you know, on drugs, on drinking, and 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 you know right. that plays a big role too. And it does, yeah. When you resist, and you well, know, he was, you know, he was sleep, right? Be innocent people. You know, he was but sleep. It's not majority. I'm not innocent. <laughs> you know, he was drunk and sleep though, right? Thank you. Yeah, I know he was. That's so what I mean. Always who get, you know, get. I mean, he was pretty chill. They don't but he shouldn't have resisted arrest. I mean, took, resisted they were arrest. they were mad because I guess he 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 kind of beat him, you know, two to one. But he shouldn't have ran. He and was. once he once he, he ran, they had 
once he ran, it was over. You getting shot in the back. I don't over. care. I don't care who you are. But you're right. not supposed to shoot people in the back. That first of all, no, you don't. And so you wanted to kill him, it was right? it was an unjustified right. killing. But your whole point on black yes, on yes. black crime, I'm, I'm going to school you on this one when I get back on the other side. I want to know what you think. You can listen on the air, but I want you to know I want you to stay in here because in a couple of minutes when I come back, I want to address black on black crime because I think a lot of us have that same question. If we're killing one another, why are you mad? Because a white man's killing you. So let me come back and let's talk about that. OK. I love the fact that you're hanging out with me. This is real talk. I told you, Stuff Topic Tuesday. Better not go anywhere. I want to know from you. I want to hear from you. I want to think with you. Come on, let's do this. It's real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like for Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass, and you're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? <laughs> Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again 240-516-4967 It's Laser Landscaping or just ask for the owner for Fidel, and make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson sent you. Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How you doing? It's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're talking about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference? Uh, what's the distinction in your opinion? Same thing uh, or different? Love to hear from you on the topic. Before I do, I want to uh, go back to Tracy. By the way, Tracy, I really appreciate your passion in the conversation. That was really good uh, before the break. But you brought up black-on-black crime. So let me just go ahead and, and put this out there. There is no such thing as black-on-black crime. All right? To put that out there. So w- what am I saying? Let me ask you a question. If you're in a town of a thousand white people and they shoot one another, steal from one another, and uh, and, and do all kind of crime, what do you call that? Crime. <laughs> That's right. You don't say white on white crime, right? Okay. If we're in Chinatown, Chinese people are stealing from one another, killing one another, what do we call that? Crime. Right. If we're in South Korea and people are creating crime in South Korea, do we call it Korean on Korean crime? No. So why is black on black crime the only kind of crime we talk about when dealing with the black community? You put a whole bunch of people together when uh, poor circumstances are in uh, uh, unsafe circumstances or in lower class circumstances. And you put people in that situation, uh, you're going to have crime no matter what color they are. And if you'll do the studies to find out is there more white on white crime or more black on black crime, you'll be surprised to learn the truth. But here's the thing on top of it. Is it really black on black crime if I have crime with a black person in the city of Chicago? A, it's just called crime. But B, is the black person killing the other black person because they're black? You see, you know what? You black. I'm going to kill you because you black. You see, when we talk about uh, <laughs> when we talk about uh, racial killings, we're talking about rape killings of somebody from a different race because of their race, because of of their color, there are negative stereotypes and fears that go and biases that go with that color. So therefore, I'm going to kill you because you are white or black or gay or Hispanic, you know, whatever, whatever it is, because you're a woman, I don't like women, I'm gonna kill them. I mean, it's that sort of mentality. All right. So, uh, I, I just wanted to put that out there because I think what happens is why do you get black on black, uh, but you don't get that white on white? You know, you don't get that Hispanic on Hispanic. Okay. So it's important to think about it. It's just crime. What makes it racial and what changes everything is when you have white police officers who are killing unarmed uh, black men when they have the power of the badge and the power of the gun. Right, so there's an undue, di- there's a, a undue influence and dynamic. So using that authority and that power then to subjugate, all right, uh, somebody who is black uh, because they are a not fully human, their life doesn't isn't fully valued, or they're afraid of them. The question is, would they do the same thing? If the person that was pulled over was white. Now, maybe they would. You tell me. How how many unarmed white men have been shot by police officers? All right. Give me that number. Let's go find me the data of white on white crime, white police officers uh, killing white men or women who are unarmed. Can somebody go find that statistic for me? Because then it wouldn't be racial. Then you'd say, you know what? No, actually, it can't be racial. I mean, they treat white criminals the same way they treat black criminals. We know the criminal justice system doesn't do that, right? White man sniffs cocaine. Black man sniffs crack. Which one goes longer to jail? 
the stats are in. See? Same crime, different sentence. Okay, stopping somebody on the side of the road. They're sleeping. They're drunk. What do you do? Now, again, I don't know. I'm not a police officer. I mean, I know a lot of them, and I have them as friends in my life. They actually protect me. I love them, and, and I text them, and I have police chiefs all over the country. So, uh, you know, this is not anti-police, but it's probably a good question for all of us as we think about um, this conversation because one of the things I think we do in this conversation is we keep getting off of police brutality and getting on to other issues, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to leave, like, if we're going to talk about police brutality, let's talk about police brutality. Don't jump and say, well, what about this? And then what about that? And then we lose it, right? So I'd love to hear from you on it. I'm just putting it out there. I'm a radio talk show host. I'm a human being. I got my thoughts, but they're not all correct. And, and, and I only have my own opinions, and I try to learn from other people. So school me, help me, uh, teach me, call me, 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Jeff, who's in Annapolis, Maryland. Hi, Jeff. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful, man. Thanks for calling me. And are you going to help school me? Give me your thoughts on this. Yeah, just a couple of things. Um, First, I think God's colorblind. I just want to say that. And I also want to get your thoughts on uh, when I watch that funeral, um, the guy doing the eulogy said that Jesus was a young black man who was killed by his government. I'm not, I'm not understanding that. I mean, if you could shed some light, and I'll just sure. take the call. Because well, I'm not real sure. Me and my wife were like, I didn't, you know, I'm not understanding. Right. I love the fact that you want to learn and that you're asking the question. Thank you uh, for that. So what do you know about the crucifixion? Was, was, was Jesus killed by the government? No, I mean, he, was, he came and died for our sins. That was the purpose of him coming right. to, I mean, that's the whole purpose of Jesus coming to the earth. Right. That's my my belief and I agree with you but how did he die who, who who did the killing well Pontius Pilate he allowed it okay and was he a government official yeah he was yep and the people that did the uh, did the action of crucifying him was it under the the command and the order of the government Yeah, I guess if he allowed it. Yeah, so they're Roman soldiers, right? So these are soldiers that did kill Jesus based on the government in a trial and uh, a, a a bad trial, but they did kill him. So that part of the statement you'd agree with. So we got that part done. You got, he says, Jesus was a black young black man and that he was killed by the government. So you agree that he was killed by the government. For the purpose of God, yes, but by the government. You'd agree with that, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's good. Okay, good. So we got we got that one down. Now, he was 33 years old when he was crucified, so he said he was young. Would you agree with that part as well, that he was young? Or is 33 yeah. old? No, that's, I'm old. <laughs> 
Okay, so we got two out of three ain't bad. Okay, so he was young, killed by the government. Now, he also said he was black. Now, is that the part that we're stumbling on here? Yeah, because I thought that Mary who gave birth to Jesus was Jewish. Okay. So then and we, that's where... Yeah, so, that's, so we that's would say question is, so we, yeah so that's where the question is centered was Jesus black all right and some people would say that he was but let me ask you a question can you be Jewish and be black it doesn't it doesn't really specify in in the Bible hmm okay so does it specify it, that he was white or European No, I mean, I've just, it just, just that all the pictures I've ever seen and everything, maybe that's just throwing me off. There you go. There you go. That's why I need, that's why I need your, you know. That's why I love that you're calling me, man. That's why I love that you're calling me. So think about that for a second. All the pictures you've seen, Jesus is a white European, right? Yeah, that's the way they look, yeah. Now, was was Europe even a thing back in Jesus's day? No, I don't. No. <laughs> okay, so that part of the world is uh, the the Mediterranean, the Jordan River, Israel, Palestine, Egypt, um, Ethiopia. All of those places now, geographically, if we were to go over there today. What color do you think those people would be? You think they would be more brown or more white? Would they be more Norwegian looking or would they be more Hispanic, Arab, or darker? I guess I'm, I have no idea. I guess maybe Arab or Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly don't know. That's why I'm asking. I you. love it. So let me just tell yeah, you, he would bring some clarity. He, yep. He would be more brown. Okay. He would have dark hair. He'd be more brown, more olive color. And some even believe that he may have been, uh, you know, a- African. But here's the thing. If you had to choose between Jesus was African and Jesus was European, if you had to guess, just geographically, he'd be closer to African than he would to European, just geographically. In fact, guess where he escaped to when he was a baby? When he was under two years old, when Joseph and Mary went to escape from Israel, guess where he escaped to? Uh, you, I have no idea. I'll tell you. He escaped to Egypt. So think about that. They were able to walk and go to Egypt when Herod, if you go read, you know, like Luke chapter 2 and 3 and 4 or whatever, uh, and Matthew, go read the different accounts where Herod was, maybe chapter 2, I can't remember, but where Herod was chasing down Jesus uh, and the three wise men, uh, were you know coming to visit him, and Herod said, "Kill every baby boy that's two years or younger." His parents escaped to Egypt. Now, I, one last question before I have to let you go, and this is just for all of our learning, Jeff. It's not just to put you on the spot, but here you go. Egypt. What continent is Egypt on? 
may not know the answer to that question, but let me tell everybody, the continent that Egypt is on is Africa. <laughs> so that gives you at least something to think about, sir, and I'm so glad that you hung out with me uh, today. So we can definitely say he escaped to Egypt. We can also say that Egypt was in on the continent of Africa. We can also say the Garden of Eden because of the rivers that it talks about in Genesis was all around Ethiopia. So, And then we have the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. What am I saying? We're real close to dark, way far from light. And yet all the pictures, right? All the pictures are a Europe, yeah, European point. Jesus. And that's not true. Well, it's a lie. So, hey, I got to run yeah, to the break, Jeff. I hope that helped you a little bit from Annapolis. We all got, right, Jeff. God bless you, my friend. We got to learn together, didn't we, friends? I'm coming right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Since COVID-19, our customers have become concerned about indoor air quality. We install an ion generator in your heating and AC system, which removes the hydrogen molecules from bacteria, mold, and viruses. Without hydrogen, molecules die leaving your home sanitized and fresh. This technology has been used for years. Wave a discounted price, $849, includes a free AC tune-up. A-Action, 703-922-1900. Hi, I'm Patrick Fingles, owner of New Look Home Design. The definition of normal is conforming to a standard. Well, the standards for roofing companies have changed. What do customers need? You want to feel safe. New Look is offering both virtual and on-site roofing estimates, utilizing best practices by distancing and wearing protective gear. You worry about costs. We've dropped our pricing to the lowest possible point and created unique financing programs that allow you to pay for your roof when you're ready. Sometimes you could use a little extra help. We continue to give out $1,000 support vouchers to customers in need. At New Look, we only know one normal. To exceed customer expectations at all times, call 800-279-5300. That's 800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Just a normal roofing company, right? Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our mobile app or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com. Waver. 105.1 FM, WAVA. For those who love contemporary Christian music, CCM Magazine is a must-read. Explore the latest redemptive music and the culture it impacts by starting your subscription today. Visit ccmmagazine.com. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades 
decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-600-3010. That's 800-600-3010. 
the importance of listening to the other callers because I feel like I don't want to take that much time. But you know, it's but you're funny, valuable too. I almost feel like what's that? You're valuable too. I want to hear from you. Well, <laughs> yeah, especially since I called yesterday. Yeah, and that you know. To put something into context, you mentioned what you mentioned about, you know, a Scandinavian person and all the pictures of right, Jesus. So right. I thought, I'm going to give a quick, because I have three notes I want to put down, three quick points. Okay, and go for it. I know that you have wonderful times when you talk to people, and I love the passion at the beginning. But I so humbly want to offer, yeah, I'm a white woman, and I, I'm Norwegian. I'm half Norwegian, half German. So I'm a half-breed, like Sherry used to say. But... <laughs> I have had close friends most of my life who are African-American, black, um, other races, mm-hmm. um, Indian, um, you know, Asian. I it worked for a Korean man. Um, my partner currently is a black gentleman. And one of the most powerful things that I saw a couple nights ago, because I've been having to quarantine just recently, but okay. I have two essential jobs, and so I've been blessed to be able to go to work. Okay. I was able to see the one thing that I had never seen before was the talk that just came out, I guess, when uh, Dave Chappelle All right. had given some thought. People wanted him to talk, and he talked about the poignancy of the time because that was his birth time. And then I, in the middle of that, I turned that off. It was on YouTube because okay. I don't have TV, but I listen to the radio all gotcha. the time. I only got like 30 seconds was- before the break, though. Oh, can you come back to back to me after the break? Okay, I'm so sorry. See if you can hit your points. At least um, get one or two of them in. Yeah. Well, one point is, as a white person, I cried because I realized I haven't been able to see my partner and look him in the eye because I would cry because I can't make it better all by myself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I do. I I cried and cried, and I'll wait if you got to go or you want nope. to make give me the, one other. Point? Give me the second one. The music's coming soon. Give me that second point. The second one is I'm going to challenge people to watch another movie. It's an old 1951 movie called The Well I watched last night, coincidentally. And that man, 34 minutes into it, an older man talks, a black gentleman, about the rage and what happens in race wars and race riots. That Everyone loses their mind and goes crazy. Even people who've known each other and loved each other. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me that third point. Okay, and the third point was, because I was going to say, the movie that I watched last night, so well, if everybody, anybody could watch it, it's amazing. That was a coincidence, but God works in everything. The third point is, when they talk about an Ephesian, so as a context, mm-hmm. some of my first book reports in third and fourth grade were of Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Martin Luther King, and Ralph Bunch, because I wasn't around a lot of black kids growing up, and right. I wanted to understand. Mm. But when they talk about the weapons that we put on, the salvation of um, the helmet and the uh, the breastplate of truth, right. and the sword being the Bible, and your faith is the shield. I have realized because of some of the sermons recently that the battle, those are just the tools to get ready, but the battle is in prayer. There you and go. as I am a white person, if I can't make it right all by myself, and that is a good, awful, awful. That is a good point. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm going to drop you right there. You got him in. You did well. You did better probably than you thought you were going to do. Good job. I'll be right back.
Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. Hello, this is Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. There's been a lot of rain here in the Maryland, Virginia area over the past two months, and there's more rain in the forecast. If you have issues in your home with basement moisture, mold and mildew, a crack in your wall, and water leaking into your home, I have a solution for you. My company, Best Buy Waterproofing, can fix your issue forever. We will give you a dry basement and get rid of the mold and mildew, moisture, and any issues related to water around the foundation of your home. Our work comes with a lifetime guarantee, and we are highly rated with the Better Business Bureau. Also know, during this unusual time, my team is fully functional and able to serve you with the highest level of safety for you and your family. Many hundreds of families have been served by Best Buy Waterproofing here in the Maryland and Virginia area. Let us help you, too. Go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call us directly 24 hours a day, 844-980-3707. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to Tough Topic Tuesday. Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference, the distinction? Is it the same thing? What do you think? Love to hear from you. 888-43-BRIDGE. And you already heard the commercial, Best Buy Waterproof, and they're giving great deals for you. So if you've got the water in your basement, don't call anybody else. Call them. You want some restoration done or you want a new roof or anything done in your house, they can do it. BestBuyWaterproofing.com. Make sure you tell them I sent you. If you want to call them, their number is 844-980-3707. All right, let's go to, let's see, Paula, who is in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Miss Paula. It's Dr. David Anderson here. How are you doing today? Hi, 
Dr. Anderson. How are you today? I'm oh, great. I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging on. What are you thinking? Well, first of all, I want to say that God has created everybody um, yeah. and wonderfully and uniquely made, and that's why all lives matter. But the topic and the highlight of today is why is there a difference in Black Lives Matter? Yeah. There's a difference because there's inequality. There's police brutality at its best. And I am a baby boomer uh, back in the day when Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, Alabama Avenue, uh, mm-hmm. it was, they burned down D.C. I remember walking to school. And it's, to me, life has gotten worse. Hmm. And so um, I just want to say that, you know, it's a time for everybody, you know, the power of prayer is critical in this. Yes, ma'am. We must unify. We must ignite with fire for God, not just prayer, but action oriented. We Hmm. have so many leaders and powerful minds, black, white, Japanese, all, you know, all types of, of folks that can unite to win this war. This has yes. been a war, um, inequality war, for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. we are angry. As a black uh, woman, I've been discriminated, you know, when I was a little girl and, you know, even as an adult. But thank God for Jesus. Yes. You're able to get yourself together and collect yourself. But the constant inequality um, that's happening now, I have a, a, a black adult child. A male child, okay, and I just hold my breath every time he. We already got it. He knows what the the protocol is, right? And um, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I talked to him before he started driving, you know. And uh, we want the best schools. Just because you're in the white schools doesn't mean it's always the best treatment. But you. That's yeah. why black parents, you know, it stems. And I'm an educator, by the way, and it stems from the unequal level playing field that we are leaving throughout, not just now, right. education, And this is the time, isn't it, Ms. Paula? Yes. This is the and time. It's a pyramid thing. So, it's just, and it's just unequal. Yeah, so and, we pray uh, that we God would... change his mindset. Yeah, we pray that God would use this time to make some structural changes that are long overdue. Thank you for all that you endured as well all those years. Okay, Ms. Paula? Yes. God bless you. Thanks for calling me today. Okay, thank you. All right, take Bye-bye. care now. I'm going all over to Leesburg, Virginia. That's where I'm going to go. Let's talk to Karen, who's on the line. Hi, Miss Karen. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? So, I, so I, one, I'm a first-time caller, and I'm a first-time listener. Oh, wow. So, I love it. Yes. Yes, so what I made you what made you call? Because I was I was truthfully I was looking for another station. <laughs> I've never been on your station, and then you started talking to the previous gentleman <laughs> about uh, Jesus, and oh. then I pulled over and I said I'm gonna call him. Wow! Because <laughs> oh. I got something to talk about. Wow! <laughs> so I'm so glad. That's like. You. That's like a divine appointment then. You even pulled over. That makes me happy. Exactly. I, listen, I pulled over. I had to pull over just to Google your phone number <laughs> because I was waiting for you to repeat it. Oh. Repeat it. But it's okay. 888-432-7434. It's, okay. <laughs> it's all up. It's already saved in my contact. So I listen, love it. I need your help because okay. there 
Canada. Okay. So full disclosure, I have. Uh, so my husband, <laughs> my husband is in law enforcement, African American male. I have two boys, okay. African American males, grown and gone. Um, so, and, I, and this also comes on the heels of what the responsibility is for law enforcement. Right. So. Um, so your husband's blue and black. He's blue and black. Mm-hmm. He's blue and black. But it's interesting because I'm on the opposite side and he's on the other side. So some of our law enforcement friends felt, feels a little bit like what you said. You know, if you tackle the police officer, you take his taser uh-huh. and you run and shoot, running, shoot and run from, you're shooting while you're running behind, uh, you, unfortunately, it's not going to end well. No, it's not. So. It's, it's not going to end well. And in any situation, it's not going to end well. And I it just came off of a segment that I watched from another police officer that was out of D.C., and he was saying that in law enforcement officers, they are trained that it, that you're always carrying a weapon, whether it's a gun or a taser, right. and that if somebody takes your taser, that is to that is to disable or disarm, or what's the word, um, disarm the police officer. So if he takes your taser, he will likely take your gun and kill you. Okay. So I, t- I, took, in the, I took the position that if this gentleman took, a, took his, this man's taser and he was running and shooting at, at behind, shooting at this officer behind, the natural cause, the reaction is for this police officer to shoot. Um, in to, the back? To, 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 what they hold on to, to uh, what's, the, what's the word they use? To eliminate the threat. Right. Was eliminate the threat. You shoot him and then they shot him in the back twice. Um, no, I know, I know, I know, but I, this is just what's the argument. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I uh, see. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. Talking about, <laughs> you're talking about eliminating the threat. Right. The threat of this guy with a taser that could shoot me and then yeah. come back, take my gun, and kill me in the street. Right, okay. So, anyway, so the long the long story short of it is that um, it's interesting because there's a divide between people in my family who are law enforcement officers right. and then those that are not. Right. And the, the, the million-dollar question was, Give it to me. Well, what was the officer supposed to do, right? Now, he's trained to know that he's trained not to shoot anybody in the back when he's getting fired at with a taser. And he's supposed to know it's non-lethal and all this other bunch of stuff, but it's a, it's a split-second decision. Right. So I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's a dicey situation because, like I told my husband, if somebody attacks me and I got a gun on me, trust and believe I'm going for the kill. I don't care if right. it's in the back, in the front, and I'll deal with the murder charge later. But... You know, what What was the officer supposed to do? So we've been kind of wrestling with this matter for the last gotcha. few days. Um, uh, and all right, Karen, look, it's kind of like, I wish I could talk I longer, know. but I got this commercial break, so I'm going to have to let you go. I'll give you my two cents on it, though, as soon as I get back uh, from the break. Thanks for being a first-time caller, listener. Call me again, and you, okay. better, you better lock in this station every day from 3 to 4, all right? <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> Take all care. right, be good. Blessings. Folks, did you know that right here in America, every day, more than 30 million children rely on school for food, eating breakfast or lunch, oftentimes both meals at school. But with schools closed and summer programs shuttered, many families are being hard-pressed to keep their children from going hungry. That's where you and I come in. For more than 100 years, Save the Children has been meeting the needs of children and families all over the world, as well as right here at home. 
every day and in times of crisis. And right now, with your help, we're making sure that children here in the United States get the nutrition they need until school is back in session. Your gift of $100 will provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 10 out-of-school children for a day. Would you call 888-884-4836 right now? Your one-time gift of just $100 will feed 10 hungry children with Save the Children. That number's 888-884-4836. Or you can give online at wava.com, keyword children. Hi, this is Steve Arterburn from New Life Live. I want to just encourage you to tune in to our program every day. If you're struggling with some area or someone you know is struggling in some area and you'd like to be able to give them some good, godly advice, maybe we can help you with that here on New Life Live. We're right here on WAVA 105.1 at 1 p.m. It's part of life-changing talk radio. Come join us for New Life. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surrounddc.com. Surrounddc.com. Connecting you with new customers. This just in. Death, destruction, and violence. Film at 11. Come on. Is all the news really bad? How about some good news in your daily routine? You'll find it when you log on to Christianity.com. They've got great devotionals, terrific Bible study tools, quizzes, and links to the day's most inspiring stories from around the web. Get good news every day when you set your homepage to Christianity.com. Make a difference in your Internet life. Christianity.com. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. What a show we have had. We're going to have to carry this on another time. But let me give you my two cents uh, for Karen. It's a tough situation between the black and the blue. What are you supposed to do if you were in that situation? We we could ask the question. You can ask your family members if that uh, drunk man who was sleeping in his car if he was white, how do you think that would have turned out? Do you think they still would have arrested him? Remember, they talked for uh, over 20 or 40 minutes. They were talking. He said, I could have my sister come get me. I can walk home, all of that. It seemed like everything was uh, was cool. He didn't have a weapon on him, anything like that. So what do you do? Do you just let him, you let him go? Can he just go walk home? Uh, do you drive him home? Um, but how does it end up that, that he's dead? Well, he resisted uh, arrest. And that's, that is the, the double... Uh, issue for 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 black males uh do 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 you fight back or do you not fight back if you fight back uh you're gonna be dead if you don't fight back uh, you may be dead (laughs) so what do you like what do you do there so again i'm not justifying this guy should should have just gone down let him handcuff him and just pray 
you know, pray that he's not another George uh, Floyd. But in this environment, don't you think those police officers could have thought, man, in this environment, this is not the time to chase the dude down. How, what would have happened if you would have just let him go? Hmm. Again, I'm, you know, I'm a mercy grace guy, but still, uh, I just hate the fact that either way he ended up dead and you're shooting out there with people waiting in line to go to Wendy's. I mean, where did that third bullet go if he got hit twice in the back? Where did the other bullet go? If you hit a baby in the back of a seat, what do you what do you do with that? I mean, is it really worth it? So, again, if this guy was a, a murderer, maybe. But check it out. Dylan Roof was a murderer. Splattered nine lives across the pews of a church. And what did they do? They took him to Burger King. Mm. There's a problem. 888-432-7434. Let's see if I can get in just one more phone call. I've got Ross on the line. Hey, Ross, you're in Silver Spring, Maryland. I've got about a minute with you. How you doing, friend? Yes, sir. Uh, and I've called you, I think this is my third call. Welcome. Real quick, a pastor from Jamaica called me. We are talking about Jesus. What did he look like? What did the Jews look like? Mm-hmm. Turn to Acts 21, verse 38, when Paul is facing arrest. Then are you not the Egyptian who before these days caused a riot? Well, if Paul could be mistaken for an Egyptian, the Egyptians are pretty dark, yes? Mm-hmm, they can so be, yeah. The population of Jerusalem at that time, eh, Jesus was, I mean, I never believed Jesus was white. <laughs> right, right, my right. Father attended, my father is Russian. He, he left the Russian Orthodox Church and attended black storefront churches in Chicago. And my mother was raised by an Apache au pair in Arizona, so I'm an unusual kind of white person. <laughs> Uh, number two, God is operating in history. You'll get this. Remember the Gibeonites? We got some broken treaties that I right. had to be dealt with. That's all I got right. to say. Oh Lord no, God. that's that's good. Thank you so much, Ross. Okay. And thank and thank yeah. all of you for hanging out with me today. Uh, Let me pray us out because it is time to go. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to have these conversations. Uh, be with my other callers who didn't get through today, Lord. May they be able to get through on uh, other days and. Uh, May your spirit get through to us that we might uh, be followers of Christ, united in the spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.